0: Sorry, it caught me off guard. When you were just talking me. Why? Because it's different every week. Caught yeah. me off guard with the same thing we do yeah, every week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there must have something we didn't do a sound check, but I think it's just a little. Just you. I got you. And I must have something when you were was just talking to me. See if we can get this cross posted. Paying attention. Is Dave around? Oh, he's not around. No, Baby Watch 2021. Baby Watch? Yeah, his daughter. Oh, I thought he was pregnant. I was like, Oh, no. I mean, this is America 2021, oh, yeah, so anything's right. possible at this point. No, Miss Gianna, his daughter, is uh, in the hospital as we speak. I oh, believe. well, good luck to them. Yeah, very exciting. When you were just swimming the door. I All mean. right. Oh, Everyone sing. Oh, la, 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 oh, la, la, la. As long as they do the Papa Pies, that's what's important. Right. They gotta do the Papa Pies. Here they come. Don't let us down ba, 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 ba. She's even dancing over there I'm yeah. liking that good day We're going to get you to break up with Mr. Johnson Just so I can hit on you Just even a <laughs> little bit You're going to let me flirt just a little bit you don't I, know, know you, I, I mean I never said you couldn't try okay. You don't know the restraint that I show on <laughs> When I'm here It's not easy all, All right. Should we start the show? I guess, I guess. we like, I mean, you can keep flirting if you want, but I don't think people are tuning in for that. So. You'd be surprised. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd okay. be surprised. As much, right. as much hate mail as I get. I get a lot of mail from people saying some pretty weird things about what they like about the show. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Get my sponsors ready. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Higher Top Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, I was asking actually why Dave, if, if Dave was around, I was going to have him come up because I got an email from Dave, I think it was from Dave or somebody on Dave's behalf yesterday, saying that they're having an event and I want him to promote his event. Oh. He's got an event coming up at DeBarros and I wanted to help him promote it and I also wanted to pick his brain as to how he pulled off getting DeBorrow's Oh, Because we're having a hard time finding a place to have our bash. Huh. And DeBarros is kind of too small for my bash, but if we can't find any place else, we'd like to at least have it somewhere. Yep. So um, so we were hoping to have him come up and promote his event and then pick his brain a little bit. But we'll do that probably next week. We'll do it next week. I'm yeah, sure yeah, he'll be sure. here. we to thank our sponsors, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. We appreciate them. They've been with us, God, for a really long time now. And um, as, much, as much crap as I've taken for it, you know, they're still with us. As much crap as they've taken for being with us, they're still with us. And that's because the people who run it, when they give their word, keep their word. I'm just going to keep saying that every single week. We say it every single week Because there are other people Who give their word Not so much I was going to say It happens a lot And I'm actually At the end of the year When we do our year in review Because now that I've got an intern We're pulling like clips From different shows We're going to do a year in review At the end of the year Because it's going to be Our fourth anniversary I believe Um we're going to be running clips of things people have said on the show and then oh, didn't, that they didn't. D- they didn't really keep, <laughs> keep up with. Um, so that, that will be fun. And that's going to be a really highly sponsored show, too. We're, we're going to do like maybe a two-hour show. We're going to get a bunch of people to sponsor. So be warned, everyone, between now and then. You better yeah. stick to your word well, or you're going to end up on the real. Here's <laughs> the thing. The whole point of doing this show and the whole point of doing, when I was doing radio – was to get people who are newsmakers onto the show Get them to say stuff Get them to commit to things And then hold them accountable and when, they, right. and when they say they're going to do stuff and they do it We come in and go, here's a clip of him saying he was going to do it And he did it And then show like that he did it Yeah, and, Or her um, And then when, when people come in like during the debates And they say, if I get elected, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z And then they get elected, they don't do it we we play those clips too. <laughs> if I, I get elected, believe. I'm going after Judy Scan, remember one candidate and we pulled the clip last night when 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 I get we're going to we're going to get to the Bottom of the Judy Scandal scandal She was the superintendent In Methuen That turned out to be Not certified as a superintendent For the 12 years she was there Oh okay And everybody knew about it But everybody swept it under the rug So in the last election In Methuen I had all the candidates here And at least one or two of them Was like pounding their fists Like so indignant When I get in I'm going to get to the bottom of this We're going to name names One of them said Name names and now we're two years later, they've all been in office, they've all done a whole bunch of other stuff, but not one of them have nice done that, thing. have done that. So we are going to be doing that. You can look forward to that at the end of the year. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and some of the clips that I didn't think were funny, my intern was going through and she thought they were hilarious. So I'm like, look, because uh. she's not like really very political, but she, I'm like, listen, you have a totally different perspective. And if you think it's funny, my average audience will think it's funny. Um, so we're pulling that So I also want to thank uh, Teddy Fairburn, Attorney Teddy Fairburn. He specializes in uh, Workers' compensation uh, AFC Urgent Care And by the way I don't think I've billed Any of my sponsors For this month So if you guys Didn't get an invoice you got one coming uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping We love those guys uh, We had to change their ad though Because they were booking yeah. Until June They weren't booking Until June Now they're not no. booking Until July uh, and that that says a lot about the quality of their work that they're so bucked up. They are worth uh, the wait. Borelli's Deli, and my well, watermelons. Every time I say that, same. <laughs> and uh, and so we'll, we'll, I'll be going there after the show today. I was told I haven't done it yet, but I was told uh, because I'm a big fan of very spicy sausage. Mm-hmm. I like I like spicy Italian sausage. I want it like yeah, burning my mouth when I'm eating it, right? Hot. And I was told that Borelli's Deli has some really good hot sausages. So today when we go, we're going to see if we have the. Ooh. I don't know if it's true. We're going to find out today. And I give haven't you, had them. Give you a report next week awesome. um, on Borelli's Deli. And I actually heard from them last week thanking us for giving them a shout out. And I'm like, well, but that's what like, you pay for. You're sponsoring the show And he's like No 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 You went above and beyond You talked about us For like 5-10 minutes and I, I was going to say We did like a 30 minute yeah, we, <laughs> Ad for we, everyone last we, week We did But and, that's because They're so good Well it is And and there are some advertisers That uh, you know the, I might go to them And I may not really Like their food all that much So I'm not going to I'm not going to lie To my audience I'm not right. going to say Oh I went there And it was great But the ones that I do go there And it is great I want to tell people Absolutely I uh, also want to thank Happy Crab I think uh, Bob and I Are going to be going there This weekend mm. Uh, We keep promising you guys that uh, we're going to be going to different um, restaurants, and we are going to be going to different restaurants. We have two we're going to talk about today. I also want to thank Century 21, McLennan Real Estate, Marston & Son Construction, Now's, now's the time, not today because it's raining. Yeah. But now's the time to be calling Marshall and Sun Construction to have a new roof put on, a new addition to your house, get stuff stuff fixed up. Maybe your porch needs to be fixed. Now's the time to be calling them. Uh, and Angelo over there at AM Auto Body. Angelo hey, over there. And I tried to get on there and get a video of Angelo. He's so damn busy. He's like, Tom, I literally have, don't have, like, five minutes to do this. Like, maybe next uh-huh. week if you can come by. If I've got a slow day, I'll give, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. So, And that's a testament to him, like, that Massive, he's that busy. Yeah. Um, so we, we love A&M Auto Body over there uh, hey, with Angelo. Get over um, there. And he's, he's actually, he's a pretty good guy. He asked me um, probably about a year ago. He said, you know, I really want to get involved in the community. Is there a way that I can get, because you know who the scam artists are, who the people say that they're helping people that don't and all that. Mm-hmm. Who should I go to who like wh- where where should I what should I get involved in where I can help the community, and my efforts are actually going to go to help to co- help the community, not help some organization just raise a bunch of money for themselves right and so I thought about it and I 'm actually president of the Lawrence Lions Club, and so I thought about maybe getting him in on the Lawrence Lions Club, but we only do like I stuff the Lawrence the, the, the Lions Clubs international most, most people don 't know um, was started by um what was her name? She was blind and deaf, and and she was the famous the one that they make all the jokes about. Oh, Anne Frank, uh, Helen Keller. Helen Keller. It was started by I'm Helen like, Keller. I'm like started by Anne Frank. Right. Don't worry. I mean, the Helen Keller actually started <laughs> the Keller. started the Lions Club as an organization to help people that had problems with their sight. And um. And I joined not knowing any of this. I had a friend that asked me to join his club. He said, we really need someone like you. And I'm like, I'm just way too busy. He's like, look, we're not going to elect you to anything. Just come and, you know, with your resources at the paper, maybe you can help us out. And I'm like, all right, I'll I'll join, but I'm not going to be able to make all the meetings. So I went to my first meeting. They nominated me for president. I turned it down. I missed the second meeting. They nominated me for president and elected me. (laughs) So, uh, rule of thumb: when you join a social organization, never miss a meeting because you get elected to something. <laughs> um, is that like a punishment to teach you? Election? Right, right. So now I'm president of the Lawrence Lions Club. I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm the youngest guy in the group by about 30 years. So when COVID hit, there was there were no Zoom meetings like this. Like like my 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 good friend Tommy O'Neill, who I think is in his 70s, maybe in his 80s. He's not Zooming in. He doesn't know what a Zoom is. He doesn't have, like, a comp- like You know what I mean? Like, none of these guys have computers. They're not. They're not. So what? You were just sitting there alone? So so basically, we, we just didn't have any meetings. I was just making unilateral oh. decisions for the last <laughs> <Yeah>. year. Right? <laughs> Dictatorship. Right? Um, so I said to Angela, I said, you know, I, I'm a head of the Lawrence Lions Club, but you know what would really be good for you? We be the Lawrence Exchange Club, because those guys are doing really great work. And I think I'm actually going to try and have them here next week. Oh, nice. um, if we can, But they all work during the day, because they're all business owners, so it's yeah. hard to get them. But I'm going to try and get them here next week. Um, and Angelo, I believe, contacted them about joining the Lawrence uh, Exchange Club. And okay. they're doing some great stuff, and we will talk about that uh, coming up. Um, uh, and I just thought I had something on my list that goes exactly with that. Oh, here it is. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about today, just real briefly, uh, I don't want to make this too much about me or the Valley Patriot. Way too much. I'm way overexposed as it is, quite frankly. Uh, but there was a post on my Facebook page, on uh, my Facebook page and uh, Bobby Crane's Facebook page, who's my assistant, um, and it was from someone who really truly loves the Valley Patriot. And it and I was very disappointed to see what I was seeing, but I, I but I understand that it's coming from a place of love, so we're going to address it. So um, Kathleen LaPlante, who has been very, very supportive of the Valley Patriot, she loves the Valley Patriot, always has. She's always come to our bath. She doesn't even live around here. She lives down like south of Boston somewhere, Um, but she's an activist and she loves us. And she posted a very long three-paragraph thing on Facebook yesterday saying that she was very disappointed and and a little hurt, I think, I'm going to paraphrase, that the Valley Patriot is no longer owned uh, by Tom Duggan. That now that um, Santiago Re- Santiago Reyes Cruz Jr., which I think he needs way more names. He needs to add like three more names to that. Yeah. Santiago Reyes Cruz Jr. It should be Gomez Gonzalez and add three more in. Um, but Santiago bought into the paper, and he's been he's been all over Facebook and all over the community telling people he bought into the paper. He's now part owner of the paper, huh. and some people have assumed from that I think that he's like an equal co-owner or more. Oh. And that is not the case. And nope. this is nothing against Santiago. Santiago is doing great work. But the Valley Patriot is a corporation. Yes. Um, and by the way, this is something that the, 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 the idiot politicians in Methuen never figured out. Even though I've said it a million times, they still haven't figured it out. Because let's face it, most of them aren't that bright. Um, the Valley Patriot is a corporation. We're an S-Corp. We have, we have stock and people can buy stock. Now, I am the majority owner and will always be the majority owner of the Valley Patriot. I own about seventy-eight percent, seventy-nine percent of the Valley Patriots stock. But we're a corporation. So every once in a while someone will come to me and say, Hey Tom, I love what you do. Is there any way I can like buy in? Can I be part of this? And so we will issue stock and we will sell stock based on what we think, you know, they might be willing to pay and what it might be worth. And quite frankly what it's worth is what people are willing to pay. Right. Right. So I said to one guy, I said, you know, I'm I'm interested in, you know, having you come on board. Would you be interested in buying stock, you know, three thousand shares for like three dollars a piece and he went, that's it, just three dollars a piece. I'm like, damn! I should have said five, <laughs> right? So now when I'm talking to people, I'm saying five. I five. I'm saying five, and they're going five. That's not bad. And I'm going, damn! I should have said seven, right? But people can you can people can buy into the Valley Patriot if they want to. We're an S corp. We're not publicly traded. But if someone wants to approach me and they want to be part of what we do, um, then we have no. I have no problem doing that because it, it, it's short-term revenue. It's one-time revenue when they buy the stock. Yeah goes into the Valley Patriot Coffers. Um, but it's also another person that I have at my disposal that I can call and pick their brain about stuff and, and say, look, I don't really know about this kind of stuff. What do you know? Right. Maybe they know someone that knows someone. And it's, to have, it's to having one more person in the network that can help us achieve like all the different things we do in the community, whether it's feeding the homeless with TMF, whether it's helping the veterans, whether it's, uh, whether it's with the bash, with all the scholarships that we do, whether it's this show, whether it's the paper, or the books. I've got another book coming out shortly. We'll be talking about that in, in upcoming months. Um, so I just want to clear up because I know that I've been approached now by three or four people besides that post which posted last night. But in the last few days, I've been approached by a bunch of people who said, hey, Tom, I heard you sold the Valley Patriot. That is not the case. We did not sell the Valley Patriot. We sold st- we've sold we sold stock in the Valley Patriot. And just as another little uh, underhanded dig at the people in Methuen, just because yeah, I'm, I'm in that mood. Um, the elected officials in Methuen. <laughs> if the elected officials who attacked me publicly in Methuen knew who some of the shareholders were on the Valley Patriot, they would shit their pants and never say another damn word about the Valley Patriot. Mm. Okay. But the but most of the people who own shares don't want people to know that they own shares. Right. And, and and we were sitting around having a meeting the other day and one of them said to me, is it true that DJ Beauregard went on Facebook and told people to boycott your show and that he was going to vote against any expenditures, I mean, on your paper, that he was going to vote against any expenditures from the city of Methuen going to the Valley Patriot? And I looked at them, and, and as I'm looking at the person, I thought, oh, my God, that's the exact right person to be asking that question. <laughs> I said, actually, yes, that's true. And he said, okay, I'll take care of that. Ah. And I just shook my head and said, man, if, if these guys knew, like, and this is one of the reasons why when I get attacked, I very rarely defend myself. Because I don't have to defend myself. Really? If people knew the, the, the number of people, the caliber of people that helped the Valley Patriot, that were involved in the Valley Patriot in various different ways, I guarantee you they wouldn't be so goddamn brave when they go out publicly and they start bad-mouthing me or the Valley Patriot. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if you want to disagree with me. You want to say you disagree with my opinion? You want to say I'm an idiot because I believe X, Y, and Z? That's one thing. But when you do a full-out frontal assault against the Valley Patriot and our bottom line, telling people to boycott us or anything like that and that I throw my hands up and go if they only knew if they only knew the bear that they were poking yeah and they think that it's me and they think that like ah Tommy you know he's what's he gonna do okay listen if that's the hell you want to die on I'm okay with that I'm okay with that because uh, and I wanted to say this to a certain elected official who who, who recently spurned me and I was like, yeah, you know what? I was here 20 years before you got involved in politics. And I'm going to be here 20 years after you're gone. And remember one thing. Like, I'm not a revenge kind of guy. I'm not, you know, someone slights me or whatever. I usually, I let it roll off my back. Because I get attacked by so many people. It doesn't matter at this point. But I do have to remind people from time to time in the political world. When you're gone, I get to write the history. Yeah. Just remember that. That long after you're out of office, I get to refer to you and the things that you did in future columns that will pave the way of the history of what people think of you 10 years from now. Yeah. So listen, if, this, if, if that's where you want to go, I'm okay with that. I don't like to go to war with people, but if you want to declare war on me, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to fight that war. I'm just not going to fight it right now. I fight long-term wars. I don't just lob. I don't, I'm not one of these guys who just likes to lob grenades at people. Like, you have some members of the city council that just like to lob grenades at people and mention them by name and, and, and be explosive and abrasive. And, and I'm, I do that stuff too for fun. Because politics long is game. fun. Yeah, I'm playing a long you game playing on it. I'm <laughs> playing a long game on it. And, <laughs> and one person actually have, has already called me and apologized for some of the comments that they made about the Valley Patriot. Um, I won't say who that is because they're going to have to do it publicly if I'm going to accept it. Because they attacked me publicly, and I said, "Look, Ooh. I appreciate that you apologized." It takes a big person. But your apologize. attack was public, yeah, right. and if you're going to apologize, your apology should be public. And I'm a big fan of, if you get something wrong, you apologize in public. If you said it in public, apologize in public. In fact, in the next Valley Patriot, we're going to be publishing an apology for something because we, we got something wrong. So yeah. we're going to say, we got something wrong. We apologize. That's, the way, that's what a real man does. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what a real woman does. Yeah. So anyways, I got off on a little thing. But I, I did want to say, I'm very happy to have Santiago Reyes Cruz as part of the Valley Patriot. He's going to be here in the next couple of weeks. Um, he's working on a couple of projects that, I mean, as if I'm not busy enough. He came to me and said, I'm working, I want to work on this project. And he pitched it to me, and I said, it's a great idea, but I have no time. So I'm going to task you. That's my, that's my, my leadership thing. Mm. Someone comes to me with an idea. I think it's good. I'm going to task you with going out and getting it done. So you're going to do this. You can do it on behalf of the Valley Patriot. Just don't embarrass me. Yep. I, I do enough embarrassing of myself. I don't need other people doing it for me. And, and so he's, he's, he's working on a partnership between some nonprofits and TMF to help the homeless. And, and, in, and involved the Valley Patriot with it, with the Lawrence Exchange Club and a couple of other nonprofits. And he's in the, th- in the four weeks he's owned stock, he has done more than I think my other stockholders have physically done in like two years. Wow. Right? And most of my stockholders, I, I really have only for like their brains. Right? I want to pick their brains about certain stuff. One guy's very good at finances. One guy's very good at advertising. Another guy's very good at like corporate stuff. So um, anyways – I uh, wanted to talk a little bit. There's a couple of things I wanted to discuss today with you. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about local politics. I, I've come to the realization when I looked at the voter turnout in North Andover, we had less than 15% turned out. When you look at the Methuen turnout this year in this local election, you're going to have about 15% turnout maybe. All right. in Lawrence, they're happy with fifteen percent. In Lawrence, fifteen percent is like bellwether for them. That's you know that's huge, right? And I started thinking there are so few people that really give two shits about local politics unless a big controversy happens or there's a big controversial election. Like in the last election in Methuen, everybody was paying attention because there was, it was the new guy. It was the new guy versus the old guard, and there was a lot of controversy, a lot of accusations, a lot of things going back and forth, which ginned up interest in the, in the race. A lot of people are paying attention to the race. And, but that's the exception. It's not the rule. The rule, right. is, the rule of thumb is 10 to 15% give two shits about what's going on in their local elections. They don't know who their town moderator is. They don't know who their city council or at large is. They don't know who, you know who their city clerk is. They don't care, mm. right? People are too busy living their lives. Um, so I want to talk about last week's show. I, 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 I looked at the numbers. I over 6,000 views last week. Yeah, people I was like, are listening. We haven't listening. we haven't had those kind of numbers since the last election, <clears throat> and we didn't talk about politics. Nope we talked about we talked about um, restaurants, right? Yeah, it was so, like thirty minutes of, of restaurants of advertising, right? Yeah, and and I started thinking about it, and I said, you know what? Maybe we should focus a little bit less on politics, unless something's happening. Yeah, and when something's not happening, we should talk about other stuff that people care about besides the. 1,000 people in Methuen that care about local politics and the 800 people in Lawrence that care about it and the 1,500 people in North Andover that care about right. it, right? There's, there's, there's 50... I'm going I'm to get the number wrong, but I'm going to be very close. I think there's 54,000 people in Methuen, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, eight or 9,000 voted in the last election. That's, that's like, pathetic, right? And that's, that was a big election. Normally, it's much less. So let's talk about things that people actually care about. Right, I mean, if it's if it's a local thing and it's happening and people are talking, I'll talk about that too. So I've been to the movies twice in the last uh, couple of weeks, thanks to Mike Thibodeau, who is uh, part of the Valley Patriot family. He um, donated. He rented out the movie theater, because yep. that, the only way you can see a movie these days is you got to rent out the theater and then have all your friends pay for their tickets, right? It doesn't cost that much though. Yeah. We did it as well. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cheap. Cool. It was like 250 or something like that. I can't remember how much it think, was, because he paid for it. Oh, I think we got one, um, unless it's loosening up because of COVID, but we got it for like 100 and something. Really? Yeah. So Mike uh, Thibodeau, who's a big fan of the paper, he's he's part of the Valley Patriot family, he does security at all of our events, which is great, because if you want a guy that does security, there's a guy that shoots first and asks questions later, and that's (laughs) the kind of guy that you want doing security. Um, He he rented out uh, AMC Movie Theater and said, um, hey, Tom, I rented it out, and here's what I want to do. I want you to invite all the kids from TMF that volunteer their times to go out and help the homeless every Wednesday night, because those kids deserve it. And most of these kids barely have more than the people that they're feeding. Most of these kids are Latinos who live in housing projects, the Essex projects, the the Hancock projects, um, and and they're doing great work. He said, but let's use it as a fundraiser. Why don't you put on Facebook that you're looking for donations to pay for their ticket, and the money that we get will go to the scholarships for the Valley Patriots. So we did that. We raised about, I think, 200 bucks. Uh, And we saw Jurassic World. And this past week, we went to the movies and we saw with the TMF kids. We, and I'm not a movie guy, by the way. I'm not, I don't like the movies. I'm, I'm, the last movie that I saw before these two was Mall Cop 2 with my daughter four years ago. That was, <laughs> that's, that's how mo- into movies that I am, right? Sorry, right, we won't judge you. And part of the reasons that I don't like to go to movies is because every movie's the same. Almost every movie follows a Hollywood formula. That you can predict almost exactly what's going to happen five minutes into the movie, like five minutes into a movie, I already know who did it, right? And then it's just boring for me because now I'm just waiting for like for the plot to to work through and everybody to figure out that, they, that that's who that's who did. Yeah, creativity's kind of dying. Yeah, and Hollywood hasn't had an original idea now in about forty years, right? So we went to see Jurassic World, which is just a which is just a, a sequel to Jurassic Park, which is just a sequel yeah. to Godzilla. Um, you know, in the old Godzilla when we were growing up, yeah. right? And then we saw Godzilla versus Kong this week, which is really just Jurassic World and the original Godzilla all just remade. And I want to make a couple of observations about both movies because both movies, I think, represent what I'm about to say. That every single movie follows the exact same formula to the point where it's not really worth going. Right. So we're watching Jurassic World. And what's the plot of Jurassic World? It's kind of the same thing as Jurassic Park. They made these dinosaurs, but there's this evil, it's always an evil corporation. And then there's always this one guy that's out on the journey with them that they think is on their side, but he's really a shill for the evil corporation, right? And then at the end, they want to use whatever technology it is to give it to the military because the military is evil, right? I'm watching Kong, two weeks later, I'm watching Kong vs. Godzilla. It's the same fucking movie, it's an evil corporation, and, yeah. they, and then there's the one guy that they think is on their side, but he turns out that he's with the evil. And I'm like, this is like every single movie you see, it's the same plot. And they have these formulas in Hollywood. Now, I think most people who go to the movies probably don't realize it, right? You go for entertainment, you're not going to analyze the movie. I watch movies very differently. I watch TV shows very differently than most people, because I'm a writer. So I watch it from a writer's perspective. Like, how would I have written that character? What would I have done with the scene? What would I have done with this... With this plot, and you know, like every every chase scene you see in a movie, every chase scene the guy runs down the alley, and what does he do? He climbs up the fire escape, right? Climbs up the fire escape and climbs to the top of the building. Well, where the hell are you going to go? What person's running away from someone that's trying to kill them, and they run up where there's no way to get down, right? But it's in almost every it's in almost every Hollywood movie. Right? How about this one? Right? You guys will love this. Especially, like, I was a big Quincy fan. I used to watch Quincy, the TV show, when I was a kid. Um, I didn't I don't you know. You didn't know what watch that Quincy? Is, Quincy, Quincy was a medical examiner. It was Jack Klugman, the guy from, um, from The Odd Couple. Used okay. She uh, probably doesn't know The Odd Couple yeah. either. I'm no, I sold. do know The Odd Couple. No, I know The Odd Couple. so old. Um, <laughs> right? So, in almost every, like, Every movie that you go to and the medical examiner is looking over the body, he's always eating a sandwich, right? That's just to show that, like, you know, the, the grossness of the smell of the body it just right. doesn't phase him because because he's, yeah. he's he does it all the time. Yeah. And you see these things, and as a writer, if you watch movies like a writer, like I do, it, you, you notice that, like, it's the same scene in every movie, right? Does, how about How about this? How many movies have you seen off the top of your head where at the end of the movie... They're in some kind of a control room, and everybody throws their papers up in the air and goes, hooray! (laughs) It's every fucking movie. And so I watch these movies, and I go, you know, I mean, the people in Hollywood, they're not stupid. I mean, they've got to be able to come up with an original idea on their own. So I'm flipping, I'm thinking about all this, because, you know, I think about these things, because you don't have to. Um, And I'm flipping through channels the other night, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm working on the paper, and I'm in the office, and I see... Um, a, a movie. It's just starting. It was on one of the movie channels, and it was Land of the Lost. And of course, my first thought is once again Hollywood out of ideas, right? They're just yeah. taking something and they're just remaking it because they don't have any ideas of their own. There hasn't been an original thought coming out of Hollywood in at least twenty years. And I'm watching it, and it's the guy from Saturday Night Live, Will Farrell Will Farrell and it, it was it was a cute movie for kids. Like I have raised two kids, so I'm thinking like Great. when my girls were younger, they would have found this fun. I would have gone to it just for them. But I'm watching it, and I'm just thinking it's Will Farrell. Will Farrell is Will Farrell in every movie Will Farrell is in. Right? It's like it's like yeah. it's like um uh, Is it Pacino? Who's the guy that's that's, been, that's gone recently on the on the anger rant about Trump and wants to punch Trump in the face is it Pacino? Oh, I'm it, not sure. I think it is, right? He plays himself in every damn movie. So now when I see that he's in a movie, I don't even want to see it because he plays him. <laughs> right, right. Right? Yeah. Um and it's the same thing with Will Farrell. Will Farrell plays Will Farrell in every movie. So it, there's no real talent to that. I right? Like, like you could it. cast me in a movie and I could play me in 30 movies. I, I'll, I'll be happy to take the $40 million that you want to pay me to do it. Right. But it doesn't take any talent for me to play me. I could just go and just be me. Yeah. Right? And so I'm watching all this and I'm thinking, you know, all this, all the, all the vile crap that comes out of Hollywood, besides the stuff that we're talking about, like the other stuff, the Harvey Weinstein stuff and, and, you know, they're so decadent and, and I think, you know, I remember when Hollywood was good. I remember when Hollywood cared about America. I remember like in World War II, even in Vietnam, they, they made movies that celebrated America, that celebrated America's diversity, that celebrated the greatness of America, that celebrated how we were free, that promoted our freedom. And now every movie is America sucks. Every movie is, and by the way, Hollywood's completely owned by China. So um, I'm, watching, <laughs> I'm watching Kong versus Godzilla, and the, the main setting of the movie is Hong Kong, and I can't figure this out for the life of me, because I know Hollywood's controlled by China, and I'm thinking, why would, Hol- why would they make, let Hollywood make a movie in Hong Kong, and they show the skyline, and it's beautiful, yeah. until about 40 minutes in, when Hong Kong gets completely obliterated, yeah. <laughs> then it made sense. Yep. Now I'm sitting there going, okay, now I get why it's in, now yeah. I get why Hollywood did this, because they just destroyed all of Hong Kong, because they're in bed with China. So not only are not only are our politicians in bed with China, specifically the Democrat Party, but certainly at least fifty percent of the Republican Party too. And not, but Hollywood's in bed with them, and and our news media is in bed with them, and certainly CNN is in bed with them. If you watch them for even five minutes every day, and and I wonder, like, how are these kids growing up today going to ever have like a healthy understanding or appreciation of? how great this country is, when all they see on the news is America's racist and America sucks, they go to the movies and it's the co- evil corporations, corporations are evil and the military is evil and America sucks, mm-hmm. and then they put on their music and they hear how America sucks, and then they go to school and they have their teachers and their administrators telling us how America's racist and America sucks, and I wonder, like, 20 years from now, are we even going to have a majority of our population that understands the importance of our freedom and... and, and for all of the faults America has, that we are still the only beacon of light on the planet left for people to be free, and we're we're quickly losing all of that. It's, it's it's slipping away before us, right in front of our eyes. And I, I, I just I wonder where the pushback is, and I wonder I wonder if America can be saved the way that it has been as a free country. Yeah. I, I'm a very cynical person. I'm I'm really kind of of the opinion at this point that America probably cannot be saved. I I I have friends that have the same views that I do, but they think America can be saved. Um, I'm a little bit more in the skeptical category. I'm, 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 I'm thinking that we're really heading more toward a socialist country. And I don't know that necessarily that, that might be a bad thing. Um, I've, always been, I've always been a right-wing conservative. I've always been for individual liberty and individual freedom. But after watching the behavior of my fellow Americans for the last 10 years, I don't know that they deserve freedom. I don't know if they deserve their individual liberty. I mean, the rest of us do, but the rest of us are dying off. The rest of us are are becoming more and more of a minority to the point where it's not going to matter. And do we want to have? Do we want these knuckleheads in Black Lives Matter? Do we want these knuckleheads and all these ridiculous uh, political organizations to think America uh, is, is the biggest evil in the world? I mean, do, do we want them to be free to do stuff? I'm not too sure we do. Maybe, maybe they're projecting that they believe they can't, they shouldn't be free. You know, maybe the people who who protest against America all the time are, are really just projecting that they don't—they don't think that they deserve their individual liberties. Their individual, I'm, i don't know. I, I have to tell you, I'm at a crossroads. Um, I was always very fiscally conservative, and over the last four or five years, I've become a little bit less fiscally conservative, although still pretty right-wing. Right. And then when the Republicans voted against the two thousand dollars stimulus for us, and in the and I've mentioned this before, but this this is the catalyst. This is what pushed me the other way. They voted no on $2,000 because it was just too much money. It was just too much money. We have to be fiscally responsible. We have to think about tomorrow's generation paying this bill. And then in the next breath, voted to give billions of dollars to Pakistan, Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and every other flipping country in the world after they denied money to their own people. And now I'm thinking, Trump ran up the debt, tripled the debt. Biden's going to triple it even again. And you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because we're just going to print money. Right? Money isn't money isn't like what we thought it was. Money used to actually mean something. No, it doesn't. So if 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 the if they want to borrow another 20 trillion, really at this point, what does it matter? Like once you get to trillion, I, don't, I can't even picture yeah. what a tr- Can anybody picture a trillion dollars? Like can anybody picture a billion dollars, right? And they're talking trillions, 120 trillion, 320 trillion. It's so outrageous that at this point, does it really friggin' matter? I really kind of think it doesn't. I think at this point borrow another trillion dollars, and give us some stimulus money. Yep. Instead, of, instead of all these PPP loans, make it a gift. What does it matter? We're not going to have to pay it back. It's not real. None of it's real. We just print more money. And at the end of the day, we can always just raise our tariffs on another country and raise money from them to pay, pay down our debt. Or we can do what other countries do to us and say, you know what? We know we borrowed $20 trillion. We're just not paying it back. How about, how about fuck you? We're not paying you back, China. How about all these other countries that are lending us money? How about screw you, we're not paying you back? What are they going to do, beat us up? Like really, at this point, what can they do? They rely on us for their economy. If we fall, they fall. So I, I always prided myself on being a right-wing conservative. I'm not even sure that I can call myself that anymore. And I'm drifting further and further. You know, I, I heard Andrew Yang, when he ran for president, say, That he thinks that the government should give people a monthly income of like $2,000. And and being the right wing conservative that I am and have been, my thought was ah, socialism, right? Socialism, socialism is bad, it's government control. Now I'm thinking, you know, the guy might have been on to something, right? Because they're taking trillions of dollars of our money, giving it to corporations that then turn around and give it back to the politicians and campaign donations. They're hiring their brothers and their cousins. They're putting them in charge of, uh, of all these other corporations. And they're ripping off the American taxpayer and the American government left and right. And at this point, I don't think it can be saved. So if that's the case, give some of it to us. Right. right? How about I'd be happy to take a $2,000 uh, stipend from the government every month as just, just, just a, a payment income. I'm starting to think Andrew Yang might have been right. You know, the Democrats aren't wrong about everything that they say. And the problem with conservatives, and I know because I am and have been for most of my life, is that we tend to have a knee-jerk reaction against anything that the Democrats want to do that even smells or sounds of socialism. But, you know, they're not wrong about everything. Just like I say to my liberal friends, yeah, but you know what? The Trump people weren't wrong about everything. Can we stop saying, I'm against that because Trump said it? Or Tucker Carlson said it, so it must be wrong? Or Nancy Pelosi said it, so it must be socialism. Or Andrew Yang said it, so it must be bad. Can we stop doing that? Because we become no better than the far left, those of us on the far right, when we do that. And I'm starting to think a little bit more into the middle. Like, yeah, I'm very socially conservative. I'm very socially conservative. I'm very anti-abortion. I'm pro-death penalty. Uh, I think we should give parking, I think we should give death penalty or parking violations. No, I'm just kidding. But but I'm but I'm but I'm very socially conservative. I've always been very social, very fiscally conservative, and now not so much. Now not so much. And it was the f- people who call themselves fiscal conservatives that did it to me. And I, you know, at one point I toyed with the idea of being a libertarian, and then I met libertarians, and I realized how wacky most of them are. <laughs> And I said, yeah, I don't think I really want anything to do with this. But they are still right about a lot of things. And 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 when the COVID thing hit, and when big tech started censoring us online, it shook me away from any possibility that I could ever be a libertarian. Because the libertarian position is, and has always been, as I have always believed it and been with them on, that, hey, look, as long as the government's not doing it, if private businesses want to do it, that's up to them. They're a private business. And I've always agreed with that. And if you don't like it, go out and start your own business. Until the government gave monopolies to Google and Facebook and Twitter and Major League Baseball and Major League Football, and they started using their corporations to censor us, they started using their corporations to take away our freedoms. And so it's hard to say it's it's okay when corporations do it, just not the government. We used to say that, and libertarians say that because. We always have believed up until really like 10 minutes ago in our, in our history that the government had more control than the businesses. That The governments could regulate businesses. So if a business got out of control, they could, they could enact some kind of a small legislation to kind of rein them in a little bit. But now we found out that's not the case. Now we find out that the corporations are more powerful than our government. The corporations, the people who run Google and Facebook and Twitter and all the big tech companies, including Amazon – the politicians are working for them. They're giving these guys millions of dollars. These politicians are getting millions of dollars, Republicans and Democrats, from big tech, so that they can continue to censor us. They can, they can continue to socially engineer America to be the way they want it to be, not just to run their company. And so now I'm thinking, you know, the Democrats were right again. Of course, now they're on the wrong side again. They flipped. Whenever I, whenever I, whenever I figure out the Democrats are right about something, they flip. They used to be for civil liberties, now they're not for that anymore, but they happen to actually have been right. We used to, we used to laugh at them when they'd say, uh, you know, when they talk about civil liberties in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, right? And, you know, all these guys like uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz, you know, these civil libertarians, they're all just so liberal. It turns out that they were right, but by the time those of us on the right figured out that they were right, liberals don't believe in civil liberties anymore. Now they want to take away your right to say and do anything that you want to do. Under the guise of safety and racism and all these other things that they just invent, all these other the scandals that they just invent. So, anyways, that's uh, that's my little. I, I was I was I was I was really shaken when I saw that post this morning on Facebook. The right. last night on Facebook about you know the Valley Patriot because she 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 intimated that like Tom seems to be getting a little bit more liberal and and it's probably because he's now got a new business partner and he's got he's 50-50 with the new business partner and he's trying to and none of that is yeah. none of that is the case none of that except that i am getting more liberal that's very true but and, on your own and i hear myself saying it and i hate it <laughs> right i hate it but it's true because what we thought was fiscal conservative wasn't fiscal conservatism at all what we thought was fiscal conservatism was what the Demo- what the republicans did with that stimulus is no different than they've been doing for 25 years except when they did it that day and then in the next breath they, they voted to send billions of dollars to other countries. It smacked me in the face. It's, I think it smacked a lot of us in the face. Right. But they've been doing it all along and I started looking back at previous years and previous votes. They've been doing it all along. They've been saying, no, we can't give tax breaks to people who are middle class because it's just too much money. And where's the money going to come from? We're going to pay for welfare. We have to pay for this. We have to pay for that. And, and, I, and I realized that they're all full of shit. All of them. All of them. And so I will never be a Republican ever again, and I certainly would never become a Democrat because, the, 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 especially at the national level, the Democrats have sold us out to China and the drug cartels, and half the Republican Party has sold us out to China and the drug cartels, and they've both sold us out to Big Tech, and so there's nobody really speaking for us. And by the way, love him or hate him, that's the that's the reason why. The deep state in Washington hated Donald Trump so much Hmm. because he wasn't one of them. He didn't want to give big tech a free slide because they were giving him money. He didn't want to give China a free slide because they're giving him money. He didn't want to give Hollywood a free slide because they're giving him money. He didn't want to open borders because the cartels are giving him money. He was already rich when he came in and said, screw all of that. And that's why they had a four-year effort. Again, like him or don't like him, there was a four-year conspiracy out in the open. They were open about it and they admitted it. Between big tech and Hollywood and the deep state in Washington, D.C. and the news media to get rid of Donald Trump. It wasn't because he says mean things. It's not because he's a racist. It's not because of any of that stuff. Those were the things that they used just to try and destroy his credibility. Just to try and do everything they could to get rid of this. They impeached him twice. They impeached him twice for two things that weren't even impeachable. They weren't even impeachable offenses. Had Barack Obama done them, they'd be, he'd be getting an award for those things. But Donald Trump did it, and they had to get rid of him. And it wasn't because Donald Trump is mean and says mean things. It's not because Donald Trump uh, is a racist or a Nazi or a fascist or any of the, the, the things they wrongly tagged him with. It's because he wasn't going along with the program. Everybody has sold us out in our government. Evil. Court, occupied Wall Street actually had it right. I'm going to say it, and I know I now owe somebody 100 bucks. <laughs> But uh, Occupy Wall Street was right, but you'll notice that Occupy Wall Street had about 15 minutes of fame, and as soon as they actually started making a difference in exposing the corruption in, our, in Wall Street and the, in the, in the evil corporations that are taking away our rights, that are screwing us, that are stealing money from our government, as soon as that started to get a little bit of traction, all of a sudden, everything, came, everything became about racism again. Right? All of a sudden, it was, it was some black guy got beat up by a white guy, and it's racism, and America's racist, and black people have two strikes against them, and the whole litany of narratives and political agendas that come along with it. And suddenly, Occupy Wall Street went away, didn't they? We haven't heard from them in a long time, have we? They're not storming the streets of Wall Street in New York City anymore, are they? They're not. And that's why. Because they were completely taken off message. And now most of those people that were with Occupy Wall Street, now they're with Black Lives Matter. And by the way, as much as as much of a terrorist organization as the Black Lives Matter is as an organization, and they are, doesn't mean that they're wrong about everything they're saying. And so I think, I think those of us who think for ourselves, who have had maybe an awakening either, either through the Trump era or through what the Republicans did with the stimulus, or maybe you had some other epiphany for some other reason, we have to start looking at the other side now a little bit differently. We have to start looking at the people who have different views than we do a little differently and think, you know what? They might be wrong about 80% of what they're saying, but there's got to be 20% right in there somewhere. Yeah. Let's figure out what that is and start coming together as Americans. Because Black Lives Matter is not wrong about everything. There are racist cops. I don't know why they're focusing on cops, because there's racist teachers, too. And there's racist podcast hosts, and there's racist mayors, and racist city councilors and racist dog catchers, and racist garbage men, all right? So they're not wrong about everything that they're saying, and... If through the efforts of Black Lives Matter we can get rid of some of the racist cops that are racist and do walk the streets of America, I'm okay with that. Yeah. My problem is that they're, that they're painting all cops with that same brush and that they want to do away with all policing because the people who run Black Lives Matter are really just Marxists who want to do away with America. They want to take away, they want to take away your guns and then they want to get rid of the cops. Well, how, how is that going to work? <laughs> I can't defend myself against the, against the drug gang that wants to rape my girlfriend or my wife or kill me. Or rate me, but if I call the cops, there's no cops to call because they want to do away with the cops. Right? No cops and no guns to defend yourself. Well, what does that end up? That ends up in, in like a civil war. We we all end up either speaking Arabic or Chinese within five minutes after that happens. So, anyways, did we really eat a whole hour of the show today? Is that oh. that true? All right, very good. Uh, let's see Did I, did I miss anything? Alright We're going to talk a little bit more About restaurants last week um, Did go to Shoddy's In North Andover This week We liked it and we went back to Joe Fish And thank God They didn't recognize me Because I didn't want them Giving me better service Because they knew I, I right. had a show You know what yeah. I'm saying So I went in The lady had no idea Who we were um, and, and we had another Great time because they have those big booth things now that you can yes. hide, and nobody yeah. can see you so i 'm really a lot of about places that. have that now actually. yeah i 'm really liking yeah. it so all right so we we 're up against time I want to thank e i s investigations uh, Teddy Fairburn uh, who does workers' compensation, give Teddy Fairburn a call um, a f c urgent care. Pleasant Valley Landscaping Borelli's Deli Love Borelli's Deli You can roll up uh, Melvin when I start Doing the credits Borelli's Deli Which is where I'm Going after this I'm going to try The hot sausages If he has them Tomo and Happy Crab Will be at Happy Crab I think on Saturday Come down to Happy Crab Saturday Get some wings Maybe we'll be there We can all put our tables together And pretend COVID doesn't exist Because it really kind of doesn't I'll come down I want to Will you? Yeah. yeah Century 21 McClennan, Matt McLennan Sam and Janet We love them We're glad they stay with us Marseille and Anne, Son Construction And Angelo Mimolo over there oh, yeah A body uh, On South Broadway over there And Lawrence over there uh, I want to thank uh, Studio 21 Podcast Cafe For not canceling us After last week's show Or two weeks ago's show I really thought That was our last show <laughs> I really did I really thought it was yeah. our last show. I want to thank uh, Dave uh, Dave what's his name What's his name Dave Garofalo here <laughs> Dave here, Garofalo, here yeah. at uh, Two Guys Smoke shop at Studio 20 and, and the United Podcast now I also want to thank Chrissy, my fine fine producer. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. All right The Valley Patriot will be on the streets next Tuesday. You still have time to buy an ad if you want. Please give me a call if you want to get an ad into the next Valley Patriot. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home so go home already.